Hello and welcome to the Nintendo Nostalgia Podcast. We are back and we are playing with power. My name's Chris Warren and I'll be your host today. I hope you've all had a great week. Uh, also joining me for this episode, we have my good friend and co-host, Joshua Taylor. Josh, how are you? Hey, I'm doing just fine tonight. Great. Glad to hear that. Just wanted to remind everyone that we do have timestamps available in the episode's description. So if you just wanted to jump into the topic, that's perfectly okay. Just go into the episode's description and find the uh, timestamp that interests you the most. So without wasting any more time, why don't we jump into what we are radical rexing about? All right. So, Josh, why don't you start us off? What are you radical rexing about? All right, so lately, um, again, I haven't been doing a whole lot all that exciting. It's been a little over a month ago since we got back from Disney. Um, that's still pretty fresh, though. Um, we've been, we have been talking about uh, some upcoming stuff here. My wife and I's 10th anniversary is in August, so um, we've got some fun stuff planned for that. Um, mostly just been kind of home, kind of getting by, playing games here and there. Um, nothing all that exciting, I guess. Uh, been playing still and we'll talk more about this uh in a bit but we've been playing a little bit of monster hunter still slowed down a little bit um mostly have been playing with people online when i get the chance but uh also a couple other things like uh star wars jedi outcast started that one up hadn't um hadn't played it in a long time i had it on gamecube and never really made it too far uh this time it looks like i might be beating it on switch so uh yeah other than that, I think that's about it for me, honestly, right now. Okay. Yeah, that's totally fine. I mean, just been like a week since we, uh, you know, last talked. But um, uh, how is that game? How is Jedi Outcast? It's one of those games that I always heard about and had like a mild interest in, but I just didn't really know what to make of it. Um, so what kind of game is it? Can you describe it for me? Gosh, um, it's it's kind of a first-person shooter, especially at first. Um, oh. You can also change it to, like with the click of the button, you can change it to third person. And after the first few levels, you have to have patience with it. And I'm actually working on writing something up about this now. But uh, you do get a lightsaber and force powers and all this stuff. And that's actually where it starts to get a lot better. Uh, I feel like the later I get into it, the better it gets. It is a little cryptic. Like, mm. I've gotten lost several times. And as long as you have a good guide, which I have kind of cheated and looked at that a little bit on my phone <laughs> That's just to okay. kind of keep you straight yeah you know you're, you're good it's not the first there's a lot i like about it i don't want to make it sound bad it's not the first star wars game i recommend on there i like republic commando probably the most on the switch right now but okay. it's it is pretty short that one is uh but it's it's not bad if you play jedi yeah. academy uh they feel similar yeah I saw a trailer for that one too, and um, I don't really know what the differences are between that, but um, uh, between the uh, the academy one and the one that you're talking about. But um, is this like an indoors game? Is that like where a lot of the settings are, or is it like outdoors as well? Mm, I would say most. It's a little bit of both, but mostly kind of indoorsish. <laughs> okay. um, like I've been in a huge ship lately. Um, yeah. But yeah, this one is. They're all like not canon anymore, technically, since the old Disney buyout and everything. But it takes right. place before Academy. Like this one's, I forget the full name now, to be honest. But this one has a two in it, and Jedi Academy doesn't. But right. this one's actually before it. Oh, so. weird. Okay. 
All right. Yeah, I'll have to look into that one. Um, you know, like we talked about before, I love Star Wars games and it's fun to, you know, really get into that universe and feel like you have powers and have like a sword and all that. So, um, yeah, I'd like to give that one a go. Um, I did order uh, like some of the other ones that I'm still waiting for uh, to get like to get in the mail from like limited run games. Um, I did get like the the racer, like the pod yeah. racer or whatever. So uh, that one looks really good. Like I, I love yeah. this um, the era that we're in with like ports on the switch. There's all these different ways of doing it. Like some ports are like or like some games from the past are like complete remasters which is cool and some are just like straight up ports that just are a little bit cleaned up and i just i really like that i like experiencing the games that we grew up with and just having it look a little pretty and modernized and it's it's exactly how you remember uh, remember it but it's just i don't know more approachable and and not too uh not too bad on the eyes so anyway um Cool. All right. Well, um, as for me, uh, I've been doing a lot in the past week. Like life has been great. Um, I, <laughs> uh, I guess I'll start off on an embarrassing note, but I just, I couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> uh, and I just had to go out and get SpongeBob <laughs> battle for a bikini bottom. All right. <laughs> um, I just, I was really in the mood for like an adventure game and like, I just loved, I love SpongeBob. So, um, I have to say, I'm really impressed with this game. Like, mm -hmm. it's not ultra polished, but um, what's there is really impressive because you can tell that they had a, a lot of, like, fan service for, you know, the fans. Um, like, when you go out of bounds, Hans, that hand from the show, takes you, and then he puts you back in your place. And it's just, like, little things like that that I just love. And, you know, they have all the voices and even like the news anchor, that fish news anchor, <laughs> um, just fun little touches like that really make it a, a, a fun, funny experience, like as a, a big SpongeBob fan. So that's been fun. Mr. Krabs' uh, voice was uh, is a little off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think he's. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's like the only guy that they couldn't get for some very yeah. strange reason. That's not Clancy uh, Brown. Okay, <laughs> it's definitely not. Uh, I got to say, the, whoever it is, they did a, a good job trying to sound like Mr. Krabs, but it's pretty jarring when you have all the original cast and then it's just not Mr. Krabs. It's just oh. some impersonator. But it's uh, it's pretty fun so far. It's a nice little collectathon. It looks good. They did a pretty good job making it look more modern. Um, you know, talking about ports that that are back on the Switch. Um, yeah, so I've just been like hanging out with a lot of friends, playing games with them. So I introduced my like my best friend growing up into games again. Um, she's the one who got me into like Banjo Kazooie and Donkey Kong sixty four and Kirby and stuff like that. So I showed her a hat in time, and um, let's see what else did I show her? A little bit of Overcooked and uh, Sayonara Wild Hearts, which she actually really liked. Um, and then with my other friends, just been doing Diablo 3 and Mario Kart and Clubhouse games, so stuff like that. So it's been a very, very fun and relaxing week, thankfully. Um, I wanted to bring up just a tiny bit of news, if that's all right. Um, two things that I think were pretty important over the past week uh, happened. So uh, there was an indie spotlight, and I haven't seen it yet. Um, did you see the indie spotlight, Josh? I did. 
Um, I watched it honestly while I was working, so I I watched it with mostly without sound, so I might have missed a, a thing or two there. But I, I watched it. Um, oh. Yeah. Is there <laughs> is there anything that interests you? Um, honestly, off the top of my head, I I can't really remember. I, I it was kind of just here and gone. I nothing really super stood out to me, but mm-hmm. kind of feel bad for thinking like that. But it tends to kind of be like that for me in indies. It's like right. they usually don't always catch me until later, and I'm like, oh, that okay, that ended up being pretty good. I think it's just where there's so many of them, and there's a lot that's just not great, <laughs> like on the yeah. eShop. Right. So I I don't it's hard for me to really tell just by looking at some of those directs and stuff. Um, yeah. Well, um, it, yeah, it's it's what's interesting about the indie spotlight directs. Like they're very different from Nintendo directs because with Nintendo directs, you tend to get an idea of like what to expect from the things that they're showing you. Like with Splatoon three, we kind of know what to expect because we you know we have experience with. Splatoon 1 and 2 in the past and they kind of show it in a way that's like kind of familiar but also new and exciting but with indie directs it's like completely new franchises uh, unless it's like a sequel or something so we don't really know how excited to be with these things because they're completely new that's the point you know there's these very odd strange titles and you won't really know how much you'll like them until they come out and there's like more of a reception towards them so but um there was one thing that really really excited me um the game fez have you heard of the game fez josh i've heard of it mostly from you guys i honestly don't remember (laughs) hearing much about it before Okay, maybe, uh, yeah, you saw me in the chat being like, oh my god. So, uh, yeah, Fez is a game that I have been wanting on the Switch ever since the Switch was announced. And, or even before that, I wanted it on the Wii U, I wanted it on the 3DS. I just always heard really good things about it and just looks so cool. So, I did download it, I haven't played it yet. And um, it's just this really beautiful, mind-bending, uh, I don't know, puzzle platformer, I think. Or adventure game so it's like it's 2d and it has like that pixel style it did that long before that was kind of in style and you can like rotate the world so what's at first a flat 2d world you can rotate it and it's like t- you know it's it'll still appear 2d but the more you rotate the world the more you like uncover these secrets in the world and um yeah i'm i'm very very excited about that um and one thing I also wanted to bring up, I don't, I haven't really seen too much of this being mentioned, but it appears as though Labo is dead. Um, do you have any thoughts on Labo, Josh, and the death of Labo? It's one of those cool little odd Nintendo things, and I used to always jump on board for that kind of stuff, like the e-reader. Um, shoot, I could go on and on. I'm not even going to bother, but um, <laughs> this was just one I didn't pick up, despite having a kid that would probably have some fun with it. It was just kind of pricey for cardboard <laughs> yeah at least when yeah. i was looking at it and it just never really felt like it was going much of anywhere and right. I, I don't think it really ultimately didn't um, right so yeah i it's okay i i don't mind one way or another i guess yeah no that's totally understandable um i'm, I'm like you you know where i I really gravitate towards like the weird Nintendo projects, like you said, the e-reader, um, and there's a whole bunch of other ones that I also can't 
think of at the top of my head. But um, yeah, when Labo was announced, I was like, oh, this is really clever and like great for kids. You know, it brings STEM projects into the world of video games and it's very interactive and it's kind of like Legos, you know. So I just I thought it was really interesting at the time. And it's a shame that it didn't really catch on, although I really understand because eighty dollars is ooh, that's yeah. that's steep, you know. Um, I was able to get a few of them on sale for like I think forty or thirty sometimes. So that to me is fair. Um, but yeah, it's it's a shame. It's it was a really cool experiment. Um, hopefully, it kind of gets resurrected into some other future project. But um, uh, I am I am glad that I have them, and um, I will look into spending a little bit more time with them. Um, I just think it's a very cool um, yeah. period in Nintendo's history, you know. So, just wanted to bring that up. Um, cool. So, uh, why don't we get into uh, some of the fan um, uh, fan messages that we've been getting? So, we have uh, an email, uh, two voicemails, and some Facebook polls and comments to talk about. Got a lot. So, let's get into that. Yeah. All right, so first up, we have an email from one of our fans. This is from Chris Tipple. So Chris says, just got caught up on your latest episode, and you guys totally got me. It wasn't until about halfway into the episode when Ryan picked Superman 64 that I began to realize something wasn't quite right. Ha ha. You all just played it so straight and deadpan while heaping praise on these games that while I thought some of your picks were a little out there, I was buying into what you were saying. I don't know how you guys were able to make it through the whole episode without breaking down and laughing. <laughs> well, we were laughing like the whole time. <laughs> it just got edited out. Um, I had a really, really fun time with that episode. What about you, Josh? I, I kind of felt like I needed a shower after talking about Wii Music the way I did. <laughs> like I was like, I'm, I'm not going to make it through this. Yeah. It's like that was <laughs> that was terrible. I'm a little bit concerned that he 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 took me seriously though on the Wii Music one. I was like, if anybody loves it that much, they they might. I, I shouldn't I shouldn't rag on someone's opinions. I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> but they they might be a little different. I'll just put it that way. There, that's <laughs> nice, right? <laughs> yeah. Like I I was really hoping that no one would genuinely think that I like Star Fox Command that much. <laughs> it's not that bad of a right. game, but it's it's not in my top three, I'll tell you that much. Um and you know, Donkey Konga, it's fun. It's not top three games ever. No. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, but uh, so to anyone who might have missed the episode, Chris Topol's talking about our April Fool's episode. So this is where we picked three games that we're not the biggest fans of, but really played them up, played them up and acted as though we were really huge fans. So um, if you missed that episode, it was very fun and uh, hope that you enjoy it uh, or enjoyed it if you did listen to it before. Um, cool. So thank you, Chris, very much for writing in. And uh, now let's get into some of our voicemails. So, Josh, can you lead us into some of our voicemails? Sure. The first one here looks to be from Sam. Hey there, guys. My name is Sam, and I'm a first-time listener. Just listened to the episode about hated games that you love and really enjoyed it. Wanted to let you guys know I enjoyed that. And I had a couple of things to say. One, thank God there's someone else who knows about Pack and Roll, because I have been singing that game's praises for years, and no one I have ever met has played it. So I'm really glad somebody's played that. And two, it would be amazing if I could get anybody to play Triforce Heroes with me. And if y'all are interested, I am literally on the final boss 
and I have not been able to get somebody to help me beat that final boss. It's literally the one thing coming between me and having beaten all the Zelda games, which is something I hold a lot of pride in is just being able to beat all those games, and so it's been a mark on my list for a long time that's just uh, just tortured me having that there. So <laughs> those are my thoughts. But anyway, keep up the good work, and uh, you are yourself a new listener. Have a good one. Thank you very, very much for those kind words, and thanks for calling in. Um, I'm glad that someone else also appreciates Pack and Roll. Uh, pack and Roll is, you know, like I mentioned in the episode, it's it's not the best game, but like it's really good. What's there is surprisingly good, and I would definitely love to play Triforce Heroes with you. Um, so I I'm not really sure how to approach this, but I'm thinking like maybe call back and like give me your uh, your friend code or something, and then we'll we'll figure out how to take it from there. But you can um, always yeah, uh, you can always shoot us a message on Twitter or Facebook or something. Um, sure. By the way, if if you if you're interested in anything like that, feel free to reach out to us. Not to anybody. Yeah, exactly. Or like email us or something. We'll figure it out. But um, yeah, I love Triforce Heroes. And actually, I am also on The Last Boss. And I haven't been able to beat it as well. Because right when I was like about to um, uh, try to conquer him, uh, it was just like the trolls in that game were just, they completely took over. Um, and I was only able to get up to that level after that. They just, they didn't want anyone to like progress any further. It was totally awful, but, um, it is a great game and I would totally love to, to go back and play that boss. So I'm very down for that. Um, yeah, Josh, you don't have experience with pack and roll or Triforce heroes, right? Honestly, neither one of those. Um, okay. I feel weird even, especially saying that as a Zelda fan, I'm close to, close to where Sam's at here. I've beat. Um, I think every Zelda game except for Zelda 2, and gosh, that one's that one's just a curse. <laughs> and ages, I've beat seasons. Ages, I keep trying to start. I have over the years, and it's like I get partway in, and I get distracted, and just quit going back to it. I don't know if I get bored with it or what it is. Well, and and Triforce Heroes, but right, yeah, I'm at. I've never played Triforce Heroes. I kind of talked about it last. Well, what was it last week? What the week before? Whatever it was. But uh, I don't know. That kind of made me want to go out and get it, just so I can help him get through this final boss, if I if if I can handle it. But yeah, I'm sure I could, right? Yeah, oh, for sure. And maybe we could even play with Sam if you wanted to get it. Um, yeah, right. it's, it's a really, really, really fun co-op game. Um, and like, yeah, right. there's a single-player mode, but it's it's not worth it. So yeah, um, cool. All right. Well, thank you very much, Sam, for calling in. And I believe we have one more voicemail from Ryan. Hey guys, it's Ryan. How's it going? All right, so I got to talk about Monster Hunter a little bit here. So my first experience with Monster Hunter was Try on Wii, and it was the worst game experience. I could not stand the game. It was so slow and clunky, and the load times were horrendous. So it left a bad taste in my mouth. So I have actually won two copies of Monster Hunter, uh, one on 3DS and one on Switch, over the years haven't really played them. I booted them up, played the tutorial, stopped there. So, I figured the other day with Chris, why not? I'll give it a try with the demo for the new game for Switch, Monster Hunter Rise. Not bad. I actually enjoyed it. I liked the speed, and I could go a little faster right in the Palamute, and I got the controls. Like, everything kind of made sense, and I'd love to learn the deeper mechanics. That'd be pretty cool. But I didn't hate it, so I might actually get the game someday. We'll see. Later, guys. 
All right. Uh, thanks for calling in, Ryan. Um, yeah, Ryan and I played the demo together, and I actually did not have a good time. <laughs> Ryan was a really good a, a good sport about it, but we played it together, and I just wasn't used to the controls. Um, I didn't really know what to expect, and after like 20 minutes, we were just getting like pummeled by this one uh, monster, and I was just like, I don't know about this, so... I kind of bounced, <laughs> but I did play it again today. I played that demo today, and uh, I actually had a much, much better experience. I will say that, and I'm sure we'll talk about that in just a little bit. Um, but, yeah, did you ever play uh, Monster Hunter Try, Josh? No, I, I don't believe I did. The only other one I'd played around on at all, hardly, was uh, 3 Ultimate, I think it is, on the Wii U. Um, okay. And that's that's pretty much it. And that was okay. just a couple hours at the most. Yeah. Okay. Um, I it, Ryan mentioned like the 3DS ones, and I think there's a few. Um, I was always curious about you know getting those. I, I mentioned that a few times in the past, but um, never got around to them. But I did hear really good things about. I think it's Monster Hunter Monster Hunter Stories. Um, I haven't played it. I don't really know what it is, um, but I think that's one that um, has some good fan reception. So I might look into that one day. Um, and you didn't play that one either, right, Josh? I did not. There's a two coming out, so I'm kind of interested in those, but uh, they also seem to be a little bit of a different game, yeah. so to speak, almost like a spinoff. Yeah, yeah. But it seems to have its fans, so that's good. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, that's it for our voicemails this week. But um, I did post a Facebook question for feedback from some of our listeners. And uh, thank you to everyone who to reached out and, and let us know your thoughts. So uh, one person, Michael, uh, said that he's loving the game. There's so many quality of life quality of life improvements here. I can't wait for the updates to continue the story. So that's awesome. Um, I did notice in our Facebook poll, we had a pretty polarizing <laughs> uh, mixes, uh, mix of opinions. So um, I'm glad that Michael's enjoying uh, the game. Uh, Jeremiah also had a lot to say. Um, he, he had some negative thoughts, but that's completely okay. I wanted people to, to give us their honest opinions. So uh, he said he was a huge fan of Monster Hunter Tri uh, Ultimate, I guess that's what the U stands for. Um, it seems like there's even less content than base world or even try i finally beat the thunder serpent uh overall i love the game but i did it all with armor sphered kimura s gear <laughs> i hope i'm saying that right and maybe three weapons mainly a poison greatsword everything is way too expensive it seems like i was making stuff left and right on world uh this game has me grinding like crazy or trying to solo hub quest just to save money um, it said a bunch of other stuff, but I'll just leave it there, but, um, I'll take a look at some of that Jeremiah, but thanks for getting back to us. So Josh, does, um, is Monster Hunter Rise, um, pretty grindy to you? Yeah. And maybe we'll get more into it, you know, mm -hmm. like I guess officially in the topic, but, right. um, I, I could see that, but I also don't have much to compare to. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, yeah. Okay. It, I think it's more as you go on. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's fair. So we'll just, uh, we'll get to that as the topic starts, but, um, yeah. And I just wanted to mention our, uh, the Facebook poll that I had for the, uh, uh, for the fans the other day. So, um, I put how interested in monster hunter rise are you? 
And overwhelmingly, I would say most people said not at all, <laughs> which I was not expecting. Um, but you know what? That's okay, because I know different games appeal to different types of people. But I do hope that anyone who's listening is at least keeping an open mind, because I think that this game has a lot to offer. And I know Josh has really been hooked on it. So we'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, also, for some of the other options, um, the next most popular option was very interested and I own it. So six people put that, um, but uh, that was less than half of the results of not at all. Um, then after that, uh, somewhat interested um, was the third most popular and then interested, I plan to eventually buy it. Um, okay, well, thank you guys again very much for uh, letting us know your thoughts. Um, so why don't we jump into this topic? Um, so Josh, I'm gonna talk to you a little bit more about Monster Hunter Rise. So Josh, before we start things off, can you just give us a little bit of like background information and some little details about Monster Hunter as a series? Um, what comes to mind when you think of the Monster Hunter series? Oh gosh, so, so for me in particular, um, I guess it's what comes to mind is just sort of the, the view I got from it during the Wii U days. I feel like that's when it became... I don't know if mainstream is really the word for it. I think world did that more than anything. Um, but I don't, I don't even know where to begin on it. It's it's definitely something I can't really compare to another series that I'm aware of, at least. Um, I can't say to give a little bit of background for it. It started out, I believe, in the PS2 days and then has sort of expanded since then. Um, mostly started with like a cult following, but then... Um, like I said, I believe Monster Hunter World, which was on the Xbox One, uh, PS4. I'm not saying that one right, I think. And uh, maybe, I, I don't think it was PC, but uh, yeah, basically it was on the systems that, that aren't the Switch. <laughs> but, right. uh, but we got Rise. And I, that, that sounded more negative than I needed it to be, but <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, when I think of Monster Hunter... Um, I, I think of like the PSP cause I believe that's where it got its start. And I always heard about it in the background. Like it had this really dedicated cult following and <clears throat> I saw the graphics and like kind of what the game was about. And I was like, Oh, that sounds pretty cool actually. But you know, I learned, I would eventually learn that it's a little bit more challenging and slightly less approachable than what we might normally expect with a, a title called Monster Hunter. It's, it's, you know, there's a lot of uh, little details. There's a lot of depth and, and uh, interesting mechanics um, that go into it. So, you know, eventually it would come to the 3DS and it's been on Nintendo systems for the, the past few years. So that's been good. And um, it was, not until Monster Hunter World, like you mentioned, um, that it became more of like a mainstream phenomenon. And I've heard really, really, really good things about World. And it's one of those games I was always like jealous of, you know. 
And uh, I heard that there was like a DLC, I think it's called like Iceborne. And I've, I've heard good things about that as well. Um, but yeah, we have Rise. We have our own specific dedicated Monster Hunter game on the Switch. And I think that's really cool. And um, apparently it's selling quite well. I believe I heard on a separate podcast, can't remember which one, that it's like the second best-selling game of uh, the past month. So that's really uh, exciting and, and great for the developer too. So um, so Josh, can you tell me a little bit about your like history and background with Monster Hunter? You kind of mentioned it a little bit before, but how did you start off with Monster Hunter and um, how how did you get to where you are right now, I guess? Sure. I mean, there's not a whole, whole lot to it, I guess. But uh, yeah, I, I don't even know if I really hardly had heard of it until basically, well, maybe the Wii days. Um, it was sort of one of those things that was present, but I didn't really care, so to speak. <laughs> I was kind of that way with a lot of JRPGs, and I still somewhat am um, to an extent, but uh, I've tried to expand those horizons a little bit. But yeah, and the Wii U... Um, I'm not sure what really pushed me to do it, but I did eventually uh, catch three ultimate on sale for like eight bucks or something. I remember. Oh, that's cheap. So, yeah, I picked it up, and I, I think what had got me into it or got me interested in it was a friend uh, of mine named Chris uh, that had mentioned it to me. So I thought I'd give it a shot, and I couldn't really get into it. I'd probably put two or three hours into it and just couldn't figure it out. Uh, Ryan kind of mentioned it with, I think he said try, where it's it's definitely, it can feel very clunky. Um, just seemingly the series as a whole, from what I understand. And the controls are definitely unique. <laughs> um, right. Granted, I do think Rise, at least to me, makes everything a little better. But yeah, that that's pretty much my history to it i jumped in to three and couldn't really figure it out it was got a little overwhelmed about all the different aspects but then at the same time things felt unpolished sort of in its okay. own way it felt mm -hmm. very gamey and a lot of filled with loading screens and stuff it just didn't really grab me yeah as much as sure. i wanted it to it's like it almost did it's just there was too much going on and i couldn't quite come to grips with it Right, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I think it was even on Wii, now that I think of it, and I can't even imagine playing a Monster Hunter game with a Wii remote, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. But I think it did come uh, compatible with the Pro Controller, now that I think of it, but even still, it's just like, the Wii is not <laughs> for this type of game. But, um, so... You know, I, I know you had like a rocky start with Monster Hunter, but what led you to try out Rise? Is there something that really stood out to you about maybe the Switch, the, the capabilities of the Switch, maybe it being portable, or um, this particular version of Monster Hunter that really stood out to you? Yeah, um, well, I remember back in January, and I wrote a little bit about this as well on the Nintendo Village. If you get a chance, go check it out. But uh, yeah. Yeah, back in January, I think there was the Monster Hunter Direct, which I completely skipped because I just haven't been a fan of the series. I didn't really hate it. It was like it's always been in the back of my mind. I just, you know, couldn't couldn't really figure it out. Um, but I, I think we were talking maybe in our group, maybe Kyle or somebody had brought it up. 
and it was about the time the demo came out, so I decided to give the demo a quick shot. Didn't play it a whole lot, but uh, enough that I was like, well, this already feels a lot better than what I remember. And uh, part of it was the speed and the the wire bug that you can use to get around um, and, and just how good it looked, especially for a third-party game on the Switch. I feel like uh, Nintendo's games usually look pretty good, but a third-party third one's sometimes leave a little bit to be desired but uh yeah it just the demo really kind of started to grab my interest and the more i kept hearing about the game and just sort of followed up on it some and actually went back and watched the direct um i really wanted to give it another go uh so i pretty much ran out and pre-ordered it like in february and i'm glad i did yeah yeah, um, I I was really fascinated when you started to say that you're like getting really into it, um, because I I would not I was not sure how that would go down, <laughs> right? But um, I you know I like you was pretty impressed by the demo. Like the first time you know I had a, a rough start with it, like I mentioned before, but there were some things that really. Uh, impressed me with that first uh, run. So uh, first of all, the graphics are incredible. Um, I know this is a Capcom game and Capcom puts a lot of effort into graphics and um, that is, uh, there's no exception with that, with this title. Um, it's it's stunning, like, um, especially when you consider that you can play this type of game on the go. I haven't played the demo on the go, but like, I was really impressed with what I was looking at on my TV. So um, I'm just still coming to terms with like what the Switch is capable of. So uh, yeah, like, I don't know, the environments just look stunning and like the animations are, uh, they just have so much detail to them. So uh, yeah, it's just, it, it looked incredible. There's a lot of great production value. Um, I also liked that, there seems to be like some humor sprinkled in. Uh, I didn't get too far in the demo, but you know, those little cats, they just, they crack me up. <laughs> They're so strange, but um, I don't know. I just feel like it adds a little bit of humor to what seems to be kind of like a serious world. Um, but I will say I found the menus and stuff to be a little bit intimidating. Um, kind of like what you said, like sometimes third party games don't really reach the same amount of like approachability that uh, many Nintendo titles tend to have, but it doesn't really matter. And, and something that I think that you put in your article, which was really smart and, and um, helpful is that you, you shouldn't really pay attention to the, the menus and all the little details that they throw at you right away. Like I would say, at least in my experience and correct me if I'm wrong or Tell me if you feel differently. Um, I, I would say like read the 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 menus and the tips and tutorials kind of loosely, you know, like get a gist of what they're trying to tell you. But you don't have to know everything inside and out. I think it's experiment experimentation would be kind of key to mastering this game. Um, yeah. So uh, why don't we talk about like what kind of world and universe this is? So like when we're talking about Monster Hunter, we kind of talked about the series in general, but like, what is the world of Monster Hunter like? What is this universe like? So again, I've only really got into like the two, well, got into, I'd played a little bit of three, but you know, really got into Rise. So I, I don't know if they're all, I think they're all fairly similar, like from a world perspective. This one's very, yeah. um, this one in particular is very sort of Japanese um the uh 
the town of or the village of Kamaru um, has a lot of like you know like cherry blossoms and the way everybody's dressed and such like that. It's it's sort of an old Japanese kind of look, um, but it still has its own world to it or its own flair. You know, um, I'm trying to think of something to compare it to. It's almost like the real world mixed with Zelda in a sense, if you can sort of right. put that together. <laughs> um, yeah. It's, it's like, like a grittier kind of Zelda in a way. Yeah, it's it's not like it's not super adult or super bloody or anything like that, even though you're killing monsters. Uh, but, you know, there's there's stuff that kind of resembles the real world. But then there's like cat people, you know, running or walking <laughs> around. Not that that sounds a little weirder than maybe it even really is, but they literally look like cats that are just, you know, little characters or you can have as buddies. You can actually have one to uh, to go out and hunt with you. Um, and you can make their weapons and armor and all of that sort of thing. Uh, there's also like a dog that runs around with you that's called a Palamute, um, which you can also yeah. ride and that helps you get around really quickly. Um, Is so that new to the series? Is this the first game that had the dog? I believe so, or at least it's the first one that you can take the palamute with you to you know yeah. to actually go out and hunt and to ride and everything yeah. um, i i don't know i like that part a lot like just having a little buddy by your side i thought that that was kind of like comforting in a way um, yeah that's part of what i like about honestly this this game is the world to it um i think is it's yeah you know pretty and it's cool to see all the different monsters and hey this thing kind of looks like an armadillo and this put together or you know, or a crab or whatever, and, and try to see where they sort of come up with these crazy ideas. Right, totally. Yeah, it's it's kind of hard to compare Monster Hunter to something else because I feel like it borrows from all these different, you know, franchises and also like parts of the real world. So like you mentioned before, it's kind of like an ancient Japanese aesthetic in a way where you're in like a forest and there's kind of like, I don't know, I get like ninja vibes in a way. Um, but I also get vibes from like Breath of the Wild and um, kind of like Dark Souls more so because of the yeah. gameplay, I guess. And um, it, it definitely reminds me of like Pokemon. So I don't know, I just, because of the idea of like conquering monsters and also living in this world where like the monsters live among you, um, that, that was a vibe that I got. Um, would you say that it's kind of like Pokemon in a way? I've heard that kind of before, but I don't really know if that's that close of a comparison, at least from my point of view. Mm -hmm. um, just because like the monsters that you're hunting you're one you're killing them or if you do catch them like that's just kind of it you catch them get the material that you need and that's the end of it like they're not really well i was gonna say they're not really utilized like pokemon are are so much you know by the towns and things like that but i have noticed there is at least one that is so i'm not sure if that's exactly true um mm. i guess there's some you can, little simulator you can ride one right yeah can you ride one? I, I saw in the demo that there's like a section for like, I don't know, riding or doing something with, with yeah. one of the monsters. Is that right? Yeah. Like riding like so, a horse or? Yeah, sort of. <laughs> so the, the riding aspect of it, like you can ride your 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 dog character, your Palamute. Um, right. But the actual monsters, there's parts where like they might get stunned. 
and it's it's kind of obvious when it happens when you're actually fighting them and when that happens you can hop on them and ride them around for it's usually not very long there's like a little timer sort of thing um but you can run around and attack other monsters with them you can slam them into walls and put more damage on them um oh that's cool and yeah it's it's really useful when like you're trying to go after more than one monster and you can get them to attack each other and beat each other up a little bit um so that's pretty cool but it's that's kind of the, all there is to that aspect of it. Like, you're not going to ride one around the map for that long. Um, okay. But, yeah, I mean, that's so, that's basically what that comes down to. Yeah. Um, so what would you say to someone who might be curious about the game but might be a little turned off because of maybe some things that they've heard or even some of the the little quirks that we're talking about, you know, like the, maybe the tough controls or some of the menus or um, just how right off the bat, it's not the most approachable game. So what would you say to someone who's kind of interested in the game, but thrown off by these things? Well, one, if you're, if you're like me and you've tried it before, like say you've tried three or a demo to three or one of the older games. um, And you sort of felt like there was something there. You just couldn't quite, grasp it this is kind of like that but everything's a little improved that makes sense like (laughs) before with three i felt like it was a little clunky and there you know there was long loading times and i couldn't figure out all the buttons and all the different aspects i feel like it it still has some of that but everything's just a little bit better like it it pushes it over that line where i can actually work with this (laughs) um if, if you haven't i would recommend going out and trying out that demo um, to at least give you a good feel of it. It It is going to feel a little almost unnatural at first, I feel like, um, to sort of get a hang of things. But for me, I, and I don't feel like I would have said this, like, or thought I would say this like six months ago, but uh, once you just kind of stick with it, and I know that sounds kind of like a very plain thing to say, it, it can pay off and it you you can get used to it. <laughs> um, I'm quite a few hours into it now and I don't really even think about it. You know, um, right. like I said, some of the button layouts a little bit different than what you might be used to, but I, it's just, it kind of turns into second nature over time. It's still, it's still polished. Like it's different, but it's, it's not, it's not like an unpolished mess. That's just, you know, not yeah. worth figuring just, out. If that makes sense. Yeah, it's different. It's different. It's it, there's there's polish in different ways than what we might normally expect from like a Nintendo game or something like that. They just there's a different emphasis on different types of mechanics than what we might be used to. So, um, I mean, my recommendation, and you know, keep in mind, I've I've just started playing the game, is definitely like Josh said, play the demo. And if you if you're in the demo, there's like all these different options for a way that you can play it so there's like a beginner mission intermediate and advanced and then underneath that there's two like tutorial ones i highly recommend the Mm -hmm. second one up it's like tutorial like how to how to do things i don't know and i found that extremely helpful i don't know why i didn't do that the first time but i found that really really helpful it's a great way of learning the controls of monster hunter kind of getting a feel for 
the personality and like what's expected of you and just how to like navigate the world um, because they have some really great ideas in the game like uh, like running you know normally when you play the game you know if you just move up on the joystick you move a little bit slowly which at first i'm like oh my god i hope the game the whole game's not like this but if you press down on the joystick and give it that click you start running but you have to like kind of control that but i i think that's like a really interesting uh new way of like implementing like a dash mechanic instead of it being like a button you have to hold down the whole time so i just thought that was really clever and um there's other like ways that the game uses the controller that um just haven't really been used before you know there's like these quick uh quick access shortcuts that they have too and i thought that was pretty cool so um yeah so you know play the demo play that tutorial thing get a feel for what it's uh telling you and like like i mentioned before loosely read what they tell you um in the tutorials and the menus and stuff like that you don't have to read everything and like master it right away but you know look at it get a feel for it and also experiment this is a game that you can't just you know play all willy-nilly you gotta kind of commit to it but once you do like josh said it's worth it. And it's very, very rewarding. And um, one of the best things about the Switch is obviously that it can be portable. So if you wanted to start uh, the demo or the game and play a little bit here and there, you can do that. You can bring it with you on your commute now that we're all starting to uh, be able to go out and stuff. So, yeah. Um, so, Josh, when would you say, you know, at first the game's a little bit... Um, unapproachable in a way or intimidating i guess i should put it that way so when does the game start really clicking with you about like how far into it were you just like oh okay all right i'm like really getting a feel for this and like really hitting my stride um it can take a couple hours really to to feel like you're really getting a hold of it because there's a lot there is a lot of different aspects to it but i think that's just part of this game and i think that's me realizing that really helped me out is just you have to go at it at your own pace um because it's like i said there's just a lot of different pieces to it you've got to sort of get an idea of how the loop works of um i'm making it sound a little simpler than it is but of basically going and preparing for a hunt and then going on that hunt you know killing the monster coming back maybe making something out of it and then repeating the process so to speak um, so getting kind of a feel for that and all the different things you can manage and, and that sort of thing, along with, uh, which weapon you choose, cause there's a lot of different weapons to choose. Um, so it, it kind of just depends on the person. I think, um, how quickly you pick up on things, how quickly you pick up on the menus and your weapon and that sort of stuff. Um, it can take a little bit, but again, this is, this is one of those that it, it can take a little dedication, but I think it feels really good once you really start coming to terms with things. So, you yeah. know, it 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 very much just depends on the person, and I think that's fine. It doesn't try to rush you or anything, really. Right, yeah. Also, like, this is a game that is going to be different for a lot of different people because there's so many options. So I would say, you know, find the options that are most appropriate for you. So at first, they give you, like, um, you know, when you're selecting your character, at least in the demo, you can choose like, you know, a big sword or sword and a shield and stuff like something like that. 
I know for me personally, I just like really fast items. And I've heard that sometimes like the, the Monster Hunter weapons can be on the slower side, especially like the bigger ones. So I like fast items, even if they're weaker. I don't care. I just want to like slice things like really fast. So um, I chose like the Twin Blades. I think it's called that. And yeah, that's... that was fine. Those felt great. Um, had no issues with like speed or anything like that. And they were still like really satisfying too. I was just slicing and dicing anything that came at me. Um, so yeah, just, you know, explore your options and think about what kind of style you kind of have in like even other games with that. Cause that can translate, uh, pretty smoothly over here. Um, how would you describe the music? Is it like traditional Japanese music? Um, somewhat. Um, I can't say, I guess that's something I've, I've listened to a whole lot, like, you know, outside of this game, but yeah, that's, I mean, that's definitely the vibe I get from it. Um, I think okay. it definitely also has sort of its own flair, its own character to it, sort of like the whole rest of the world does. Um, but it, it works. And then each monster, some of them may be kind of a copy of another one. I'm not sure. Um, but I, right. I believe each monster seems to have like their own theme so to speak, like when you get to fight them. Um, so okay. that's been pretty cool. Some of them I, I like, you know, a little more, especially better than others. None of them's really been like bad. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I will call out one in particular. Is it Kezu? I think it is. There is one particular monster in there that like has no eyes or ears. And it's very creepy looking. <laughs> but oh, wow. um, I guess this is a thing throughout the series for this monster. He's not a newer one. But he has no theme. Like, it's just everything goes quiet, like, or the, the soundtrack does. So that's just kind of unique in its own way that I thought was kind of cool and kind yeah. of set, made things a little creepier <laughs> than it already was. Um, yeah. And, like, gives personality to that monster, too, because it goes yeah, with like it, him, it, like, not hearing anything. They all play off their personalities, so to speak. And that I, I did get a laugh out of that when I was looking up the soundtrack on YouTube. And it was Kezu's, I, I'm probably saying it wrong, but Kezu's theme I saw was one of the videos. And it was like two minutes and something long. I was like, well, wait, he doesn't have a theme. So I clicked it and it was absolutely nothing for the whole two minutes. I was like, someone <laughs> took funny. the time out to upload this on YouTube. And I, I appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> and now i do too <laughs> so uh have you played this online uh like with other people i feel like you have right i have um just a little so bit with random like? people and it's been fine like i will say for one i haven't noticed any lag or anything like that um, okay. the random people that i've ended up with have been fine um i will say this may not mean anything to a lot of people um, that isn't really familiar with it, but most people will just try to capture everything instead of kill it, and that's not always the answer because you'll you'll miss out on some rewards by doing that. You'll get some that you can't get by killing it, but I feel like you get more out of killing them in this game. But anyhow, um, I, I actually think online with friends is one of the best ways to play it. I haven't got to very often just because I guess adult schedules are hard to work around each other. But I will say that's one of the the funnest ways to play this game is to try to have a group of friends or at least a friend or two to jump on with from time to time. And, uh, yeah. you know, you find a good way to communicate and just go out and uh, kind of enjoy the hunts together, you know, show off the armor and stuff you've made and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. 
So, uh, do you, I forget, do you have the Amiibo? Um, I have the uh, one Amiibo. I don't have the Palamute. The, the big guy? Okay. Yeah. The big guy? The, the one with like the flame mustache or whatever? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's uh, Magnamalo. I have him. Okay. All right. So what, what do the Amiibo do in the game? Are they worth getting? Yeah, so I actually do have... I, that's the only Amiibo I technically have. I do have like these cards that I got off of eBay, oh, to be yeah. honest. That I, they, right, they right. work and I can get the rewards. But basically... Um, they, the three of them kind of do the same thing, but they're all a little different. You can scan them in, um, at, there's a store there. You can scan three Amiibo a day. And the first time you scan those in, you can get rewards like, uh, the Magnum one, your human player, your hunter can get a special layered armor set that is themed after Magnum So what that means is, uh, there's the layered armored set that I'm, I don't want to get too deep into too many aspects of the game because it gets so it gets pretty you know deep <laughs> but basically you can put that over any of the armor you've got just for aesthetics so it doesn't change your stats or anything it's just kind of for fun um okay. and and then the one for the palamute does the same for that one and, and so on but also after you get that you can use them for a like a lottery every day and they give pretty good items um well like if you use your mario amiibo or something you can do the lottery as well every day but it's usually smaller stuff yeah okay that's cool i had no idea it was uh, uh they were able to do that so that's that's a fun little addition if you have them but obviously not like super essential if you don't get your hands on them and uh, from what I understand, they're pretty hard to get because of scalpers. Yay. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I'll leave it at that because I could go on a rant. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so what are some things that keep pulling you back into Monster Hunter? Like, what is the most appealing thing about the game? And, and like, what do you, what do you hope to get out of it each time you go back to it? Um, I think just, you know, really getting grabbed by sort of the flow of just going in and going at it how you want. Like, hey, I want to go hunt this particular monster this time, or I want to go after this mission um, or this quest, or I want to, hey, I want to go after this armor set. You know, this one looks really cool, or I like the special stats this one has. Um, I just like being able to go in and and be like, I kind of want to do it this way or that way. You can also just go into the maps and explore. Like you don't have to go on a particular quest with a time limit and everything. You can just go in and go find a bunch of material, uh, maybe to make potions with, or I mean, there's there's a ton of different kind of items in the game, um, or go find different campsites and things like that in these pretty pretty large maps. Uh, yeah, you know, there's no loading screens or anything in them once you get in there. So you can take your time, go hunt small animals just as you come across them or big stuff and just sort of go at it however in the world you want to go at it. That's one of my favorite ways to jump into it yeah. um, is to cool. not have a big goal. Just sort of jump in, see what you find, and then come back with some rewards and work with it. Yeah, like kind of go with the flow, you know, go in and see what happens. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, okay, cool. All right. 
Um, so I think the last question I'll ask you is, uh, it's kind of random, but I just thought it would be kind of fun to get your thoughts on it. So what are three words that come to mind when you think of Monster Hunter Rise? <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, whew, you're going to have to give me a minute on that one. <laughs> mm-hmm. I would say... Hmm, I would say different. <laughs> okay. Um, this is going to sound like really buzzwordy, but I'm going to say worth it. No, 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 that's that's not good. That's two words. <laughs> I'll say We're, rewarding. Worthwhile. How about okay. rewarding? Okay. Yeah, that's um, a good one. And this is going to sound, I'm going to throw a somewhat negative one in there. Complicated. I was going to say slightly complicated, mm-hmm. but I'll Complex. say deep. How about that? Complex. There we go. That's not it. Okay. Thing. There we go. Because sometimes complicated isn't really a bad thing. Sometimes it's good that there's a lot of mechanics and thought put into these little things. So, um, you know, I can understand why that might turn some people off. But I think what you're trying to say is like, there's a lot here. And if you really commit to it and make the effort to understand it, it can be really rewarding. The more you put into it, the more you're going to get out of it. Yeah, totally. It's just choosing to commit to it is like the first step you know it's this is not a casual experience but it's a worthwhile experience if you do decide to you know strap in and be like okay this is going to be my adventure game and uh, i'm going to make the most of it and and just see what it has to offer you know um cool well that's all my questions josh um did you have any other uh last thoughts on monster hunter rise to anyone who might be considering getting the game yeah, just like I said, um, if if you are interested in it, you know, give the demo a shot. If you're not, um, I understand. Trust me. Um, thanks for listening to the episode, anyway. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> right. yeah, I um, I, I don't know. I wish I could tell you a little more. It's just sort of grabbed onto me with this one, and I I recommend it. It's a good sort of meaty game. I think they're going to add more to it. Actually, they just announced like a direct or something. Well, direct, I forget what they called it, but basically a direct for the end of April. Um, so yeah, that I already know there's an update coming soon. Um, if you're looking for a good meaty game, go, I would say maybe go give it a shot. It's a good uh, time sink, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah. Especially if you're kind of like me and just felt like there hasn't been a whole lot of really big meaty sort of experiences on the Switch lately. Um, I'd go check it out. Cool. Yeah, I think it fills that gap. Um, And also, it seems like there's a pretty uh, vibrant community related to this title. So if you're not sure about something or we're curious about a certain type of game mechanic, perhaps, uh, there's lots of resources out there. You know, YouTube, obviously, Reddit, um, and all these other fan sites. So if it's something that really grabs you and you're like, oh, I want to learn more and I just want to like talk to people and kind of like exchange ideas, there's plenty of resources out there. So it is a great experience for that as well. Um, cool. Well, thank you very much, Josh, for, you know, uh, for your time tonight. And I hope that our listeners enjoyed this episode. Um, if you have any slight interest in Monster Hunter Rise, we hope that you at least give it a shot. Even if you think it's not for you, give a shot you never know i think it's really healthy and important for all of us to kind of break out of our comfort zones and try titles that might be a little bit different to us because you really never know if you end up finding that one game that 
just unexpectedly really grabbed you, you know, and like what Josh has been saying, there's a lot here. You just need to give it a chance and commit to it. And um, yeah, just really keep an open mind. Uh, yeah. It seems like it's a really great game with a lot of production value. So um, yeah. Thank you everyone. And um, Josh, would you mind doing our due diligence? Sure. So like always, you can find us on Twitter um, at Nintendo underscore NOS. We are also on Instagram and Facebook. Of course, on Facebook, we also have the Nintendo Nostalgia group there. So we'd be happy to have you all join. Yep. And I think that about wraps that up. Okay. And uh, for the future, if anyone wants to send us an email or a voicemail, uh, you can send us an email at Nintendo Nostalgia, I-N, and as Nancy, at gmail.com. Uh, Nintendo Nostalgia, I-N, at gmail.com again. Um, and our phone number, 317-969-5690. And you can find all of our contact information in the details of this episode and previous ones as well. Uh, thank you guys very much for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye. Did you just hear uh, like a boop, like a beep boop thing? Uh, beep boop bop? Beep boop beep boop bop? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs>